0: This is the book report. And then they walk back into the room, sit in their chair, and then like purposefully fall over backwards in their chair just to cause a disruption. Um, So I send them out of the room, give them an alternate assignment to do because classes today were only about 30 minutes. We had a weird schedule. Uh, And then when the student comes in, they are just bitching and moaning about how the teacher didn't even check to see if they were okay. And I'm like, kid. I know you did this on purpose. If you're not okay, it is your own fault at this point. I don't feel bad for you. Oh my gosh. That sounds
1: miserable. And this, no, is, why this is why you should hit your children.
0: This is why you hit your children.
1: This is why you should hit your children. You shouldn't. God, As parent, I should, should not. Hit their I would
0: children. get fired immediately.
1: Yes. No, no. This is why parents should hit their I need children. a question. Sure. Okay. Well.
0: <laughs> this is Joel Dean advocating for abuse. He's an abuse advocate.
1: I don't say abuse.
0: I really hope I, are you recording right now? I am. <laughs> Thank God. That's some good stuff right there. Joel the abuse advocate, ladies and gentlemen. But he's I'm not, not advocating, advocating ag- abuse. he's not advocating against abuse, exactly. He's advocating for it. It's a bait and switch.
1: I'm advocating for corporal punishment.
0: Abuse, right.
1: From parents only. And in only Against
0: children. Abuse against children. We all understand uh, what you're yes. saying, bud. it's okay. okay
1: then we're on the same page and we're good. Right. Jeez, my desk is gross. Hmm. Okay. I have like two pairs of working headphones but like 15 pairs of, you know, like the replacement little plastic pieces that go on headphones in their little tiny baggies, like the little cocaine looking baggies.
0: Just all um, over my desk for no reason. Most most people call them dime bags, but sure, cocaine looking baggies. I don't know
1: I don't know all the slang cuz I don't actually do cocaine.
0: It's okay. In the first two minutes of recording, I think you've figured out our um, episode title. (laughs) Cocaine-looking baggies.
1: (laughs) Okay. I thought it was going to be something about child abuse, but cocaine-looking baggies works better. You know what?
0: I'm willing to let the child abuse slide (laughs) because cocaine-looking baggies is just ridiculous. Absolutely uh, ridiculous.
1: Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, This is the Book Report podcast. I'm Joel Dean.
0: And I'm the ghost of Steven.
1: Well, apparently Steven has died in between recordings. Uh, I know you, you are it. I know you are seeing this as episode 13, and you think Listening we've lost the ability it episode to count.
0: 13.
1: Yeah, but like, no, good point. Uh, and you think we've lost the ability to count, but um, it's titled episode 13 because of the order we recorded it in. This is the 13th episode we recorded, and we wanted this special Halloween episode to be episode 13 because we wanted it to be so that's why uh, seem
0: Joel decides to theme our episodes based off of random holidays which is how we got talk like a pirate day and then did nothing about it except for a mention it, and now we're on Halloween <laughs> same deal yes for those of you paying attention
1: this one has been discussed on the podcast before it wasn't just a random whim
0: you know what was a, was a lot expected. of things have been discussed on the podcast and I'm not sure you actually want to follow through on any of those
1: I'm going to fall through them. You text me today and ask me for doing Dresden Files. But we said the 15th episode, which is two episodes from now.
0: Oh, I was talking so. about the cat thing, but you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I thought
1: we had moved on past
0: that. I didn't I even have... finish the statement because the joke has lived. It breathed and now it's dead. So we're letting it slide.
1: OK, um, so we're just waiting for you to come up with a new ridiculous joke.
0: Yeah, you're a child abuser. We already did oh. that.
1: I mean, that's not a joke. That's just absolute Yikes, truth.
0: Buddy, you can't, you can't <laughs> actually own up to these things.
1: Well, this is supposed to be a short episode because we're doing short reads. So uh, let's jump into it faster than usual. Um, and we won't have any, I don't think we'll have any dust jacket, book jacket, condoms thing at the end because mine's at least just on the internet. There's no dust jacket. Okay. Um, what are you doing?
0: Well, so here's where it gets tricky, right? Um, are okay. we going to do the thing where numbers are before the alphabet or numbers are after the alphabet? Because mine begins with a number.
1: Okay. Well, mine doesn't have a set title really. Wow. Yours a series of posts. Um, so who went first last time? You, you,
0: me. I went first last time.
1: Okay, then I'll go first this time. But Thank I'm doing you. the um, Search and Rescue Woods posts on – the subreddit No Sleep. What are you doing?
0: I'm doing 2 B R 2 B" by Kurt Vonnegut Jr.
1: Ooh, ooh! I've I feel like I've heard of this, but I don't know what it is. So that's interesting. Mhm. Okay, well, let's get spooky first with um, the Search and Rescue Woods posts on the subreddit No Sleep. If you know anything about Reddit um, or creepypastas in general, you know that the No Sleep uh, subreddit is where people post usually made up scary stories. Some of them are real or claim to be real. A lot of them aren't, you know, well-researched. They're just short fiction uh, horror stories that are posted on No Sleep.
0: Um, Before you this, get into it, yeah. a uh, quick question about how we're doing this. Are we actually telling the story or are we doing the normal thing where we say, hey, you should read this?
1: Uh, I'm planning on doing the normal thing. Hey, you can read this because even though okay. mine's a short read,
0: it Continue. is eight different Continue. posts. Continue. Okay. Continue. Just checking. All
1: right. Well, um, these are. It's a series of eight posts by, and it's all text posts by the username Search and Rescue Woods. So, if you're searching for it on Reddit, you just search for you Search and Rescue Woods, um, and they all begin with "I am an SAR officer, a Search and Rescue officer for the National Park Service," and they're a uh, the the actual author of them is a lady by the name of Carrie Hammond, um, and she has gone on to because of these posts get a writing job for Channel Zero, which was is a Amazon show TV show that uh, based that very 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 loosely based one of their seasons on these posts. Uh, it's a season called Butcher's Block if you want to watch that. But she's also apparently going to turn these into a book eventually. But I haven't seen any more evidence about that. It's just one of the posts and this is going to become a a full book. But uh, they are, they're basically, the reason I love them so much and the reason I think you would like them, Stephen, even though you're not a big fan of scary things, is because they're campfire stories. That's what all these are. Um, And campfire stories, even if you're not into horror, are fun. People like telling them you like listening to them when you are around a campfire. Or I remember in college we went to the cemetery that one time, and then we went to the that park one time and just told scary stories on Halloween. It's just a fun thing to do, and we scared all of our friends that one time because well, there were technically, randomly people you, running.
0: You told scary stories the whole time with, like, a group of four people, and I was a ways away uh, hanging out with a girl because... Not, scary, the, not the time scary, in the park. No, 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 the park, yeah, definitely the park. Because scary stories, like, it's not that I'm scared by them, it's that since they don't scare me because I know they're fake, so they don't scare me. And since they don't scare me, it's just kind of like a pointless story. Gotcha. Like there's no excitement to be had as part of the issue for me.
1: Well, this one will probably be a little bit more exciting for you because yeah, they're probably fake, but, um, a lot of these are, are either much more realistic or definitely not fake. Uh, so it's all presented as the search and rescue officer who is, telling some of the worst things that have happened as a search and rescue officer for the national parks. So this person works in a um, in some national park that they won't specify, but it's gotta be far enough north where it gets pretty cold and there's mountains and lots of snow. Uh, and they just tell some of the most harrowing, uh, scary stories. So it's a mixture of actual, just kind of graphic or sad, but really interesting search and rescue operation stories that happen in the in our national parks uh, and mixed with traditional i heard this from uh somebody who worked at a different park when they when we had a retreat together ghost stories that um all com- culminate in like a, a bunch of recurring themes and recurring plot threads that just as you read them all in order makes them really really creepy but Each individual story by itself isn't all that scary. And it's not even a traditionally like disturbing story, but when you line them all up and read them all in order, it becomes this thematically heavy, really creepy story that is extremely well crafted. And it's the reason I love it. um, And I read these two or three years ago for the first time. The reason I loved it is because the writing evolves so much from post to post. The first is a series of like, all one paragraph blocks that the specific person telling this story and the search and rescue officer relaying it back to us to the last two posts that are basically their own individual short stories that are extremely detailed and very well written and extremely clever uh, and paced right and it just evolves over time into this and it's just it was really fun reads uh, I have two of the shorter reads that make up the, the, the feeling of it, uh, and I can read one of them, but the... If, or I can read both of them depending on how much time we have. The thematic elements in them that keep recurring is that they find these stairways in the woods. like, um, And this is apparently a phenomenon that existed before she wrote these posts on Reddit, But there are, in our national parks, several completely unidentified, unidentifiable, and people say they move, staircases, that they don't know who built them, what their purpose was, or why they're in the middle of the wilderness for no reason. And these are phenomenons that don't just exist in America. People keep finding random stairways in the woods all over the place. And sometimes there's evidence of why they were there, and oftentimes there's just yeah, somebody at some point built this stairway and we don't know why or where it goes. And sometimes it's like, a building must have been here at one point because these stairs don't lead anywhere and there's nothing else around. It's just a stairway that goes straight up into the air in the middle of a forest. What's it for? And so she develops this mythos around these stairways that never gets explained. It's a lot of the really good things about, the really good horror, you never actually know the answer to it. You don't know what caused it and these stairways are like that they're deeply disturbing everyone's afraid of them but it never really ever gets to why it's scary okay interesting so i'm gonna read um i'm gonna read two of these stories real fast they're both just one paragraph long one of them is a fairly lengthy run-on paragraph but i'm gonna read these two and then let you go and these are both from the very first post, so it's no, not really any spoilers. You should still go look up all the posts. Um, one of the scariest things I've ever, I've ever had happen to me involved the search for a young woman who'd gotten separated from her hiking group. We were out until late at night because the dogs had picked up her scent. When we found her, she was curled up under a large rotted log. She was missing her shoes and pack, and she was clearly in shock. But she didn't have any interest in she didn't have any injuries, and we were able to get her to walk to us, walk with us back to base ops. Along the way, she kept looking behind us and asking why that big man with the black eyes was following us. We couldn't see anyone, so we just wrote it off as some weird symptom of shock. But the closer we got to base, the more agitated this woman got. She kept asking me to tell him to stop making faces at her. At one point, she stopped, turned around, and started yelling into the forest, saying that she wanted him to leave her alone. She wasn't going to go with him, she said, and she wouldn't give us up to him. We finally got her to keep moving on, but we started hearing some strange noises coming from all around us. It was almost like coughing, but more rhythmic and deep. It was almost insect-like. I don't really know how else to describe it. When we were within sight of the base ops, the woman turns to me, and her eyes are about as wide as I can imagine a human could open them. She touches my shoulder and says, "He, He tells you to speed up. He doesn't like looking at the scar on your neck. I have a very small scar in the base of my neck, but it's mostly hidden under my collar, and I have no idea how this woman saw it. Right after she says this, I heard a weird coughing right in my ear, and I just about jumped out of my skin. I also heard ops, trying not to show how freaked out I was, but I have to say I was very happy when we left that area that night. So most of the stories kind of feel like that. They're hearsay-ish scary stories that aren't really that frightening, but are You know, a little weird and you don't really believe, but when you read a whole bunch of them in succession or someone tells you this in hushed tones around a fire, it's actually creepy. And I like the feel of that, that it's, yeah, this is dumb or, yeah, this is just some stupid urban legend, but in the right context or if you read a whole bunch of these in a row, you get that little whatever chemical that happens in your brain, that little uh, fight or flight creepy out feeling. And this last, this next one is the—that's uh, the last part of the very first post, and it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the posts. This is the last one I'll tell, and it's probably the weirdest story I have. Now I don't know that this is true in every SAR unit, SAR or search and rescue, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken regular thing we run into. You can try asking about it with other SAR officers, but even if they know what you're talking about, they probably won't say anything about it. We've been told not to talk about it by our superiors, and at this point, we've all gotten so used to it that it doesn't seem weird anymore. On just about every case where we're really far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles, at some point, we'll find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you took the stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the other officer just told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. Everyone I asked has said the same thing. I wanted to go check them out, but I was told very emphatically that I should never go near any of them. I just sort of ignore them now because I run into them um, when I run into them because it happens so frequently." And so that that is the tone setting first post. It's a bunch of those real short anecdotal stories. And then every post since then, every post after post number one, gets more detailed and longer a little bit more connected creepier stories and if you read them all in a row like i did one very boring day a few years ago it's terrifying by the end like skin crawling i both want to go explore the woods and never want to go outside ever scary so i uh-huh. highly recommend if you want a spooky thing this halloween go check them out and it may maybe take 45 an hour to read all these
0: okay okay well, I enjoy the woods, but uh, I'll still let you send me the link just so I can peruse over them. Um, okay. Also, I uh, enjoy the fact that you wanted this to be a short episode, but you talked the same amount that you always always talk, even though uh, it was a short But we don't story. have any
1: we don't have any end section on this episode, so it should still only be mm, thirty to forty mm-hmm.
0: minutes. Ah, eh, you just like rambling. I
1: tried right. to read fast.
0: <sighs> hey, it's <was> your <laughs> choice. You can do whatever you want in post editing. All right, so my story is 2BR02B by Kurt Vonnegut, um, and 2BR02B is a phone number. Um, a phone and phone number? I'll tell you what the phone number goes to in a minute, but I'm just going to read the opening, um, opening lines, okay?
1: Okay.
0: Everything was perfectly swell. There were no prisons, no slums, no insane asylums, no cripples, no poverty, no wars. All diseases were conquered, and so was old age. Death, barring accidents, was an adventure for volunteers. The population of the United States was stabilized at 40 million souls. One bright morning in the Chicago Lying-In Hospital, a man named Edward K. Wooling Jr. waited for his wife to give birth. He was the only man waiting. Not many people were born a day anymore. Welling was 56, a mere stripling in a population whose average age was 129. X-rays had revealed that his wife was going to have triplets. The children would be his first. So the whole idea behind this story hinges on the idea that the population of our country is stabilized at 40 million people. And this is well into the future. Um, Just from reading through it, you can kind of get the sense that it's somewhere around um, the year... Um, 2,200, give or take. And okay. they are very religious at keeping the population at exactly 40 million people. If you have a child or if you want to have a child, you have to find someone who will volunteer to die.
1: Okay, that's why this is familiar. I was like, I knew I had heard of this before. Right. But go on, I haven't read it.
0: Okay, so that's kind of the idea. And 2 br 0,2B. Um is actually read to be or not to be not to be
1: yeah, yeah, yeah okay
0: and so the um the number if you call it will put you through to the um oh what's it called it is called the uh, I took a screenshot just to remember but it is called the municipal gas chambers of the federal bureau of termination okay. Mm -hmm. So this is basically a dystopian short story um, set well into the future. So it's very, very much a Vonnegut novel. But it essentially goes through the idea that this man um, in the opening lines, Mr. Willing, he's going to have triplets. And he has only found one person who will volunteer to die. And that person is his, I believe, his father-in-law or his maternal grandfather. Someone related very closely to him. Um, so he has to basically decide, do I let two of my children die or find two more people to, where do I find two more people to die for my unborn children? Um, and so it's just this very quick, you can probably read it in 15 minutes or less, but very quick, very interesting, um, look at what would happen in that situation in a culture that is zealously protective of keeping the population low. Because essentially what you have is this society that has become perfect. Everything is taken care of for everyone. There aren't any problems. There's no, it's a utopia. And the whole reason they have a utopia is because at one point I think they get to, um, like they say that by the year 2000, the population of earth is like 200 billion people or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone is just, just dying. They're eating seaweed. There's no water to go around. And so there's a culture that is zealously defending this. The idea of um, killing people to make room for others is completely normal. And it's even considered to be a good thing. And you're just kind of seeing this 10,000-foot view of a guy who has to decide, do I want my three kids or not? And so there's a bit of an unease factor throughout the whole story and I think it is absolutely worth a read because it's so short to read and it's just a it's really poignant you know And
1: the the yeah the concept is brilliant
0: Oh it's fantastic yeah Um and it is a, a shorter short story than normal Um I know I mentioned um Flowers for Algernon last week but that mm-hmm. Flowers for Algernon is kind of a it's a longer short story um that's able to explore some of the things a little more in depth. This one just gives you the premise, gives you the background, and then immediately um, jumps to the the conclusion of the story. So it's not difficult to get through at all. It's it's honestly perfectly suited for people with the attention span created by the internet. Nice. Yeah.
1: Well, these are that these are definitely both really good quick reads that you can read right now um, at work. When you're you know, slacking off because it's Halloween and you're expecting to go get drunk or eat way too much sugar tonight.
0: Oh, absolutely. I know Um, you said yours is on Reddit and mine is on uh, Project Gutenberg. It's like the third link you'll find. It's very easy to okay. find. And it's old well, yeah. enough that you don't have to pay anything for it. So,
1: Send me that link and we'll put the links to both of our um, short reads in the description of this episode. Uh, so you can just find it in whatever podcast thing you're listening to. Click on it and... Go read these. And while you're at it, you should leave us a review.
0: <laughs> the, 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 that's all, folks. Right? Thank-
1: yeah, uh, there should be a little audio <laughs> clip I can add to this after I figure out how to do it and we actually choose the winner from all the submissions. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to actually have time to get that done on Thursday. So congratulations you're to just <laughs> our winner. Just rambling now. You know is? how
0: much easier it is for us to just say, congratulations yeah congratulations uh
1: fill in the blank we will contact you if you won and
0: yeah oh my god that's not how you, you just say congratulations and then in post editing you can add it in and then we're like congrats
1: okay it's i'm so just gonna easy. play music over all this ridiculousness
0: uh, happy
1: halloween <laughs>
0: you've ruined everything all right everyone instead of listening to this 40 minute podcast just go watch one of the harry potter movies halfway through
1: is only 25 minutes long.
0: Uh oh, you're not recording the same as me. Actually, you probably are. I don't know. Alright, go hang <laughs> yeah. up. Everyone, bye.
1: Happy Halloween!
0: Don't tell them how to live their Halloween.